You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Torre. Same corner, same time. How y'all boys feeling, man? It's Memorial Day weekend. Dude, it was a, uh, it was a hell of a weekend. Uh, I had to uh, spend the entire day today relaxing. We uh, got a little music festival vibes on Friday and Saturday. Got a little boating done on Sunday. It was time mm. for, for a little old me to take a, a rest day, a recovery day, if you will. Rehab. Yeah, rehab. Yeah, rehab day. A rehab day. Get get the body back in working order before work tomorrow, Nick. You had iced up? Iced up, yeah. Had to go into the the cooling tub. Uh, Had to get the – what's the – what are those things they put on your legs? Those massager, like – Compressions? Yeah, yeah, the compression. Yeah, 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 had to do that. Had to get the shoulders worked out, and we're ready to go back at it. Nice. We saw the – I saw a, uh, a one of the Heat reporters was like, "PJ Tucker is in an air cast at the game." I'm like, "Bro, that's a compression sleeve. Like he's 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 doing some recovery on his legs. He's not in a, like in an air cast." Hey, things are, the are, things are the business, about. man. Things feel great. That was a was, tough loss for our Heat yesterday, Nick. I know Corey's uh, tough loss today, for but... America's team. Yeah, I'm glad to see you guys not happy, man. Uh, not a big Boston guy either. So, like, he's like a lose-lose situation for me. I actually had heat in this series, man. They let me so down. Rarely I, just, rarely I cheer for these people, and they let me down. It was probably your fault then. I didn't cheer actually one. cheer. Fuck. I just said I had him in the series. And that's enough negative energy. Uh, reverse negative psychology. Nick. I flipped it on him. Native Nick, man, I seen the own three people got some heat for you too, man. About this visit this weekend. We'll get into that later. Yeah, I uh, I was I was getting I was getting it after my take last week. Uh, Yo, uh, <laughs> after my take last week, and then uh, when he didn't show up, missed that flight. I was feeling mm. justified, right? And uh, maybe not anymore. We'll get into that later, though. For sure. Um, we I had a long week. Seven, had seven baseball games last week. That's a lot of baseball games. It's a lot of baseball. And not, games. None of them were on time, were they? Um, all of them gate again. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday were all not on time. Um, like ten o'clock start time that started at three thirty p.m. Like that kind of on <laughs> off time. Yeah. Um, but Florida made a nice little run. Made a nice run in Hoover. Ended up falling in the SEC final. Um, but did enough to host the regional. So I'm not worrying about. Leaving Gainesville to go cover games this week. Florida's staying home. Um, and we'll get into that full schedule. But, yeah, it was a long week. Uh, didn't drive to Hoover. I think that was uh, in my best interest, especially after uh, the way the rain treated them. Have um, you been to Hoover before? I've been to Hoover six times. That's a lot of times. What is there to do in Hoover, Alabama? Besides Who keeps the count? I haven't even been Leave. Uh, <laughs> if you go to Hoover – <laughs> and you experience Hoover, 
No doubt. You too will will keep track of how many times you've been there and why it's too many. But uh, they're still doing there's, stuff there. there uh, I think it's they. I think so. They've done the tournament there twenty five years, um, and I think it's really easy for the SEC because they have their office in Birmingham, and Hoover's just a suburb of Birmingham. Um, but the Hoover Met, they've poured a bunch of money into it. Um, is it like a so, nice stadium? Like no, it's obviously not Omaha. Like, no, it's city no. vibes. Nice city. I mean, Birmingham, I think, is the capital of Alabama, um, and there's there's really nothing to write home about. Saws, uh, great barbecue. Uh, Jim and Nick's, good barbecue. Uh, other I feel than like you that, can find a good barbecue at any city in South. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, listen, you asked what was good about Hoover, and I gave you the two things. <laughs> no, <so. yeah. laughs> I'm not okay. saying it's the only place you can get good barbecue, but that's uh, that's all I have. Uh, that's all the good I have to say about Hoover. There's a couple good barbecue spots. The stadium isn't great. It's really big. It's old. They put a bunch of money into it, but it's still old. Um, and it's just like I. So I hate the Trop. I think it's an ugly stadium. But if you're going to try to play four baseball games in the South in the first week of summer, play four games a day for three straight days, mm. probably shouldn't do it in a place that gets you know thirty inches of rain a week. Mm, that's a lot of rain, Nick. I dealt with that with track season, man. It's rough. A lot of cancellations, man. Yeah. Can't play baseball in the rain. Can't run Can't run track in the rain. Time of the year is rough. So I'm thinking, hey. Also, the SEC, inside the SEC footprint, you've got like Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, Atlanta, nice city. Tampa. Mm. Let's play the tournament in Hoover, Alabama. Are you kidding me? That's well, that, that's, saying, that's kind of what I'm wondering too. Like nothing that the SEC does is mm. like related to Birmingham, which is of course not the capital of Alabama. But nothing that they do is in Birmingham. Their, right? their offices are in Birmingham. Well, no, I know that, but no other sporting event is there. I don't. I don't necessarily understand why. Of all of the cities in the southeast, I think you. I think that you do it in Tampa. You've got so many games. You've got. In Tampa, sure, you have the trot, but you also have the Yankee Spring Training Facility, which gives you like four other fields. So well, not no, you, about- you not only you have the Phillies as well yeah. that do spring training here. You've got uh, the Blue Jays in Dunedin. Uh, you've got a, a number of teams. You've got things down in Sarasota. You could you could figure it out for sure. Um, you know, Tampa would be a great place to host it. But I would imagine you know even places like you know Nashville, Charlotte. Oh. Raleigh. I mean, there's there's a lot of big areas. Nashville's got a beautiful new stadium. Uh, they have a Triple A team now, the Nashville Sound. They do. Yeah, it's right there in Sound. downtown or Germantown, I guess. But uh, they, it just it just seems to me like that. And and this isn't diminishing, you know, Birmingham or or what are they mascot speakers. No, no, no. I'm 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 diminishing Birmingham. You don't have to take that stance. That's me. I'm. I will no, take that heat. I will stand in the paint. I mean, I guess uh, I just. I just think in this day and age, like, why are we still running into small towns just for legacy sake? Mm. Right when there's when there's other options. Tradition know. runs this conference, man. I um, mean, sort of, but I mean, the SEC championships in Atlanta for football. Um, <laughs> You know, basketball moves all around. 
Uh, they were in Tampa this year for the well, SEC no, tournament. You, I don't have a. Um, I don't, have a I don't think any other sport like sticks into one small town. I mean, you're right. Uh, but well, I they do the, the SEC. Um, they do well. Not this year. This year, the, the uh, mascot is a mascot is a is a bird named Booster for the for. All right. Is it uh, the Nashville Sound? I, I, I just sent Silk to Nashville Sound. They have a great stadium. They have a they uh, so like their jumbotron. Silk is like a uh, guitar. Oh, nice. We got a little TV. What's the guitar? Geodis Park. I gotta, I gotta get to Nashville, man. Nashville, all right, bro. Yeah, Florida's playing there Goodbye. this year against uh, the Combo. Bro, we going on the rooftop, man. We are. Man, We're bro. going on many, many a rooftop. Tennessee might be pulling up. Blake, y'all, y'all boys lay out red carpet for me, man. Y'all there's a, there's a lot of Stadium and Gale listeners in Nashville. I think it's like our 15th Absolutely. or 16th most popular little demographic uh, for, for city listeners. So shout out to the 615. Uh, so, how was your weekend, brother? Oh, man, relaxing uh, a little bit. My son drug me out to the, to the park two days, bro. It's a million degrees outside. Outside of that, man, just been locked in. Got the Janoris interview uh, coming up this Wednesday at the studio. So just been locked in, working on that, uh, getting all the details for that together. Uh, if you're interested, uh, go check out the Roll-Ups event, Braille. Check my any of my social media profiles. It's, the link should be in the bio. Or hit my DMs, you know. Um, or if you're a Patreon of, of the Roll-Up, you can come for free. Uh, but pull up Wednesday. We're hanging out with a Gator legend. Janoris Jenkins is pulling up to, to, to talk, to hang out. That's may, awesome. may, may, may get a retirement. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Breaking news? I don't know. I said we'll see. Mm. He's been vacationing hmm. a lot. I don't know, man. He, he hasn't been really looking at this. Is me. This is just my yeah. take, right? I've been around him a little bit. Uh, the vibes is like very vacationing, and I keep looking. Like he's not looking for anywhere to land right now. He's not visiting teams. Right. He's 33. Got drafted in 2012. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been he a nice little career last for the Jackrabbit. Yeah, was he? I thought he was with the Saints. Oh, Tennessee. He was a Titans last year. Saints. Yeah, Saints. No, he was, was with Saints. the Saints, and then he was at the Titans last year. Right, 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 right. Huh? Nate, you got to ask, ask, ask Jank about Nashville. I asked. I said, when you report, I, I do got to ask him that. I said, when you reporting back, man? What was it looking like? When you gonna sign somewhere? He said, I'm just chilling right now. I got a couple more. If I go Dubai, Tulum, then, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to get to Tulum later this year. You're like, hey, hey, when's camp? You're like, I don't know, dog. I'm going to Dubai. You're like, okay. Right. Sounds, sounds amazing. I need to get to Dubai. I'm going to try to get to Tulum later this year. Uh, those That's are, all I those did. are elite places to visit. I checked out a what? movie. I do want to tell y'all to check out this movie. It's called The Outfit. Okay. Very, it's like a, uh, a seamstress guy, that, a tailor. He's not ah. a tailor. But something like that. But he he working with the mob, Irish mob type Andy? vibes. Uh, yeah. Now you see what I was going with. I'm about to say, you just go be careful around Hong Kong, Andy, bro. I gotta see him on. Uh, Andy's gotta smell my cologne. I think on Thursday. I think on Thursday. Dear Wednesday or Thursday, I gotta check the old calendar. But uh, there's a uh, Nick. You watching anything on TV? I just finished the Lincoln Lawyer, uh, the TV show that just came out. Um, based on the Michael Conley novels. Uh, fantastic show. I think it's on, uh, on Netflix. Uh, so definitely encourage Netflix or Hulu. Definitely encourage you guys to check that out. Nick, you got anything on TV before we get onto the show? Bro. I, Besides I baseball? Seven, I had seven baseball yeah. games in six yeah, days, games, bro. Man. Yeah, there was a, 
There was nothing else on TV. Mm. Well, the the Tampa Bay Lightning swept the Florida Panthers 4-0 last Monday uh, to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Next, my lightning, know, man. Big yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll be at a game next year, back at it again. Shout out to Ben with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who's going to hook that up again. But uh, well, let's get on to the show, boys. For the what? end of hockey season. Uh, you've got uh, it's at, a national at least, holiday. At least eight more days and or eight more games and at most uh, 11 more games. So before we do, before we, we have Carl Johnson coming on the show, but before we get to Carl Johnson and the rest of the show, we want to give a shout out to our friend over at Allen Horn uh, Insurance. Allen's with State Farm in Jasper, Georgia, specializing in auto home renters, life, business insurance and retirement planning in Georgia, Florida. Alabama and Tennessee. Check them out, allenhorninsurance.com. That's Allen, A L A N, Horn, H O R N E, insurance.com, or give them a call at 706 692 2888. Thanks so much, Allen, for sponsoring the show. Uh, sorry, guys. I uh, had a, a little brain blip there. Nick, let's get on to the show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about baseball before Carl Johnson joins us today. Gators uh, go over to Hoover, Alabama, uh, end up winning, I believe, what, four games um, in Hoover? Was it three games or four? Um, I know they lost, their fir- they lost their first game, one, two, and then won a third. So they uh, won no, three. so they won, they won their first game. Um, oh, my apologies. The, yeah, yeah. So there's 14 teams in the SEC. Only 12 Four make it to Hoover. Um, and then the top four teams get a bye. So the first four teams, the first four games are all single elimination. So Florida had to play South Carolina Tuesday night. Um, they beat the Gamecocks two to one in 10 innings, um, a walk off, which got them to Thursday. Uh, they were supposed to play Wednesday, but that was rained out. So Thursday, um, lose to Texas A&M, get 10 runs. Uh, so lose 10, nothing in seven. And you're thinking, okay, well, this, uh, might be, might be a quick week. And then they go and they beat Arkansas, beat Alabama, played Texas A&M again, Saturday, Saturday was a double header, um, beat Texas A&M nine to nothing on Saturday. So, uh, they won four games yep. and, uh, what, what happened in that? Two. What, what happened in that first Texas A&M game? Could they just not get the bats around? Was pitching just – obviously, you get beat 10 to nothing. Obviously, nothing's going right. But but what went so wrong in that game for them to turn it around to, to get three big victories in a row? Yeah, it's interesting. So, the, the guy that Texas A&M threw um, had started the year at, in the weekend rotation um, and then kind of just lost it. Um, had thrown, I think, twice or two innings in the last six weekends. Um, so they were – Texas A&M was really just trying to get him going. And a lot of what the SEC tournament is, um, is just trying to set your pitching up for mm-hmm. this week, for regionals. Um, and that's why, like, Brandon Sprout, um, Florida's ace, uh, threw on Tuesday, which is a short rest for him, um, and he throws 110 pitches. And then people are like, Hey, is Brandon Sprout throwing Sunday? I'm like, absolutely not. They're like, are you crazy? They're trying to win a, a, a tournament championship. I'm like, no, they're not. It doesn't matter if they win the tournament championship. They're going to host a regional, and you're not going to use your ace on Sunday, four days after he threw 110 pitches. So, like, by the time you get real to – Real quick, why, why does anybody try to chase and win it then if they already got a regional? Does anybody so like Alabama, a priority? Yeah, yeah. So, like, Alabama um, – Alabama was – 
on the NCAA tournament bubble. So, like, it was important for Alabama to win a couple games. Um, but, like, Tennessee, Tennessee could have lost two games and they were still going to be the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So, like, all they're trying to do is get their pitchers, their their weekend guys, some work because you don't want them to go two weeks without throwing in a live game. Um, mm. But that's the problem with the SC tournament is that it's such a long tournament and the teams that are typically competing for the championship already have locked up their tournament like either hosting yeah. a regional or they're in the yeah. tournament. It's like, it doesn't matter. So like fans, a lot of fans just don't understand like, well, why wouldn't you want to win the championship on Sunday? I'm like, you do, you want to win it, but not at the detriment of the actual up. NCAA tournament that Big matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, I want to get your thoughts. Um, kind of funky. I, I, have they always done kind of the win one game, then double elimination, then you get to the semifinals and a single elimination again. And it seems like a, a funky format when you could kind of do not not pool play necessarily, but just kind of play everybody on a you know a, a two loss situation to yeah. To so win. it's I guess you don't want you don't want it to just be luck, you know, because like hey Florida ran into a kid that threw really really well against Texas A&M, and then they, they come back and they beat Texas A&M 9 nothing, you know, two days later. Um, so you don't want a team, I guess, to play really well all year long and then just run into, you know, one hot pitcher, and, and now your SEC tournament's done. But, but the problem – but the, the single-double, single elimination is because by the time you get to the last four team, the four games, like Florida had already played four games just to get to that final four, to get to the semifinal. Um, and at that, and at that point, you're going to have coaches that are like, I, I don't want to waste my pitching. So I think they go back to single elimination, um, to save the arms by the time you get to that, that, you know, that weekend, um, you've already had teams playing four games, you know, Florida got really lucky. They only had to use two pitchers, uh, in their first three games, each of their first three games. So they only had to use six. But you could easily get a situation where I think Alabama threw six, seven guys in one game. Um, and now you're getting into a, a, an area where you're like, well, we don't, we're not going to keep running guys out there. We'd rather just forfeit a game mm-hmm. than, you know, uh, risk injuring a pitcher. So I think that's why they go back to the single elimination format. But it is funky. And yeah, it catches yeah. people off guard every year. There were some mad Texas A&M fans in my mentions uh, this makes no sense. Why is Florida going and going to the championship game? We beat them ten nothing, and it's like well, right, Texas A&M well, hadn't lost before that, right? They had not. That, had that's not. why I thought it was a little funky overall. Um, I, you know, I know that it's it's been that way, and I think that your reasoning makes sense. But I do think that there's some ways to to be able to kind of take a look at that. You and could say, do like hey, a pool but, play. You could do round right. robin. Like there's there's other ways to to have a fair tournament. Um that don't have such a weird format. It's, yeah, it's a, I, just another reason why I don't enjoy going to Hoover. Well, I mean, you play tournament. so many SEC games mm-hmm. during the regular season to then kind of leave it up to this very funky format. I mean, I'm glad yeah. Florida made it to, you know, to the finals of the SEC tournament, but I do think it's odd that, you know, Texas it, A&M only lost once. And I know we're talking about a game of chance and we're talking about, you know, Florida goes and loses 10 nothing, and then goes and beats them 9 to nothing. Obviously, you have two fluke games on, on both ends there. It's just kind of a, you know, in my opinion, just an odd format when, you know, there's other options available, especially when you do play that many SEC games to see. And, and to me, too, so, like, that is it's kind of like basketball. Like, the SEC tournament basketball winner gets an automatic qualifi- qualification into the, the NCAA tournament. 
Um, but to me, like Tennessee had already won the SEC. Even if Florida wins last week, it, you know, wins on Sunday, I wouldn't call Florida the SEC champion. I, they won, I would. They're the SEC tournament champions. But mm. Tennessee just went 25-5, and five, and I think that body of work is more impressive than, you know, Florida going um, 5-1 and one in Hoover. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's some better ways to do that. I, I would uh, I would imagine Greg Sankey will be waiting for your suggestions. Nick, if you need any ideas, you just let me know. And I'll put something together for you. Greg, what it do, baby? I know you're listening. Let's move this first off. Let's move this thing to Nashville. Or Tampa. If we move to Nashville, I'll, lie about, I'll stop lying about showing up. <laughs> um, Nick, uh, the Gators do get the uh, number 13 overall mm-hmm. on national seed. We'll get the chance to host a regional uh, with Oklahoma Liberty and Central Michigan in that uh, pairing um, or that, that quad. Um, Want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, are you surprised that Florida's 13? I know you thought, you know, Florida might I be mean, a 14 or 15 after, um, you know, they're, they're showing in Hoover, obviously a few weeks ago, we thought Florida might be a two or a three seed um, in mm-hmm. somebody else's uh, regional. So are you surprised at the 13 ranking and, you know, ultimately break down the, uh, the regional a little I mean, bit for us? You can't say enough um, about the way Florida finished this season. Um, on yeah. April, on April 24th, they they were swept by Tennessee and fell to twenty three and seventeen on the year, um, so six games over five hundred, and were six and twelve in the SEC. Um, I'm looking at them there. Oof. That was the worst start in Kevin O'Sullivan's fifteen years, um, and Florida was on the outside looking in at the NCAA tournament, like not going to make the NCAA tournament. Um, they won nineteen of their last 21 games, um, including the run in Hoover. And I thought going into the SC tournament, um, Florida was probably going to be a two seed. They were getting like uh, matched at the Coral Gate, uh, matched with Miami in the Coral Gables regional. I thought Florida has to get to the weekend. They have to get to the semifinal to be able to host. But then I'm starting to think, all right, well, if you're hosting and you're the 16 seed, do you want to be matched up? So the way that they, they do the, the pairings for super regionals, the first eight seeds, top eight seeds are national seeds. So they will get, they will host a regional and a super regional, uh, assuming they win uh, their regional. And then the one seed is matched up with the 16 seed. And I'm thinking, I think Florida would rather be a two seed and go to Coral Cables than be the 16 seed, win their regional, and then have to go to Knoxville um, to play Tennessee who they've already lost to four times. So I was I was starting to think, man, maybe maybe Florida should lose a couple of games in Hoover and, and not be the 16th seed. But I think with how strongly they played um, to end the year, uh, I think their RPI was 11 and their strength of schedule was eight to finish the year. So that kind of resume with how hot Florida was um, at the end of the year, I think – uh, I think 13 was a little surprising for me. I thought maybe they'd, they'd get to 14. I think Baseball America had them uh, projected as a 14. Um, but 13 works, and, and uh, it's interesting because the, the ladies were just, I think, a 13 seed um, paired up with Virginia Tech. Uh, the, the ladies, the softball team wins their regional, and then they go up to Blacksburg. And uh, baseball could be following the same path uh, this coming week. But it is a tough region. 
for Florida. Um, the Gators will host Oklahoma, who just beat Texas to win the Big 12 uh, mm. tournament. Three seed Liberty. Uh, shout out to TJ. Nope. Uh, Liberty came in and beat Florida two out of three to start to start the season. Um, and then Central Michigan is the four seed. They're the only four seed in the NCAA tournament that has 40 wins. Uh, they finished the season 42 and 17. Shout out to the fighting Jim McElwain Chippewas. So um, Oklahoma, obviously a really good team, 37 and 20, uh, just won their tournament championship. Liberty has a great pitching staff um, that Florida saw earlier this year. That's a tough three seed. And then the only four seed in the entire country that has 40 wins. So not an easy, uh, not an easy region for Florida, but you get to stay home. You get to sleep in your own bed. Um, get to have your own clubhouse. So you can't say enough about that. And, and really, regardless of what happens, like this team was, I had left them for dead in, mm-hmm. in April. Um, yeah, so, you negative Nick, though. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're six and 12. Six and 12. Had they just, had just been swept. They were six in the and SEC 12. or overall? In the SEC. They were six oh, and 12 okay. in the SEC. Yeah. Um, had just been swept by Tennessee, and their ace went uh, underwent Tommy John surgery that week. Mm. So, like, there was nothing going well. Yeah, not a lot of hope. Baseball. No. Um, so, credit to Thankfully, them. Thankfully, they listened to Kevin O'Sullivan and not Nick Delatore. Um, David Kopp, Coral Springs what's, High School what, legend. What's Sully's seat look like? It's, it's cool. It's great. I don't know the temperature like on the baseball end, man. I know Gator fans are rabid people, so I'm trying to check in. Uh, well, well, credit to the message board and to Twitter. They fired Kevin O'Sullivan in April, so shout out to I the like new it. coach. I'm not sure who I don't like him. it, but I just know how we but get down. The, 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 new, the new coach, whoever Twitter hired, uh, really turned this team around. Sorry, Kevin O'Sullivan. Uh, uh, but, yeah, his seat is very fine. Won a national championship. I mean, I would imagine ago. it's going to be fine for as long as he wants, right? Barring some sort of massive implosion, there, there's not much that, not much better Florida could do unless there's kind of a mutual parting of, you I, know, I mean, like Kevin O'Sullivan I, wanted to go a different path, right? I'm taking temperature of the fans, man. Not real life. It wasn't real, real life. Oh, thing. no, no, I know. I'm no, just saying, barring, like, I, I think that he will be here as long as he wants to be here, right? Barring some like off the field scandal. Right. Um, or him wanting to leave and him taking another job, like Sully will be in Gainesville for a while. And I might see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle any more uh, introductory press conferences. You've seen a lot. You're going to see. It's been several recently. Are you tired of most the line or actually going to him? He's probably tired of the lying and the research that he has. Probably get good clicks though out there, like new hires, man. That's got to be like business has to boom. With new hire clicks, yeah, business, business, info, business, man. business is good when the team is good. Business is good when the team is bad because people want to just vent, right? Um, no, business I cancel, gets bad. I cancel, I cancel my subscriptions when the team's bad. Business gets bad when fans become apathetic. That's when that's when you see writers start calling for jobs. Is when is when you see the fan base become apathetic because you're like, all right, well, now they don't care, right? Yeah, and, and that's how I clicks. got with recruiting with Mullen, man. I just didn't care anymore. Yeah, hate clicks are still clicks. Well, the Gators will host Matt Baker, Oklahoma, Liberty, <laughs> and Central Michigan. Nick, that starts on Thursday. 
that starts Friday. I've got a whole Friday. schedule. Um, Friday, June 3rd, 1 p.m., Liberty versus Oklahoma. Um, and game two is 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, Central Michigan versus Florida. Both games are on ESPN Plus streaming. Um, interesting. Florida has the opportunity. When you host, you have the opportunity to pick whether you want the early game or the late game. Um, last year, Florida picked the early game. Um, do whatever because, you did last year and do the exact opposite. Well, the thought process last year was, well, it's going to rain, and we want to make sure we get our gaming because it's going to rain late. And it did rain late. But you have a brand-new, beautiful stadium, and you're playing at 1 p.m. on a Friday, and, and there's 800 people in the stands. And you're like, well, right. this sucks. And people were pissed that they chose you know, the first year in the new stadium uh, that they chose to uh, – <laughs> play the game at one o'clock on a Friday, they lose. And then they had to play early on Saturday. Uh, they lose that. And then the regional is over. So they will play 6 30 PM Eastern time versus central Michigan. Um, I hope Jim McElwain comes down for it, but I don't tickets believe... are, will be on sale this week. And I don't uh, think Jim McElwain will be there for that. Um, he was not a baseball guy. When he was tickets do go on sale. Fishing trip. Yeah, it's going to be in Montana. Uh, tickets started uh, going on sale on May 29th if you had a baseball season ticket account. Uh, general public will go on sale Wednesday, single game tickets on Thursday. And then the first 200 students in attendance at each game will receive free admission as well. So best of luck to the men's baseball team. Uh, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at home field apparel. Use promo code stadium and Gale, all one word, get 15% of off of your order. The best vintage tees on the market, Florida Gators, as well as a host of about 45 or 50 other schools that are out there. They just dropped the line for Arizona state. Uh, so whether you or a significant person in your life or a friend or family member uh, went to one of those 50 schools, check out home field apparel. The promo code works on all apparel promo code stadium and Gale, all one word. Do want to give a shout out to the women's softball team, the women's softball team, Headed up to Blacksburg, Virginia uh, to play Virginia Tech in the Super Regional. End up losing the first game. Uh, win the second game. End up in a rain delay in the third game. Or was it the second game that ended in a rain delay? Or was delayed by rain delay. Uh, go on, win 6 to nothing in game two. Go on and win. I'm sorry, lose 6 to nothing in the first game. Win 7-2 to the second game. And then beat them twelve to nothing in Game Three, and they will be headed to Oklahoma City uh, for the Women's College World Series. Nick, were you able to to follow much of the women's softball uh, tournament against um, Virginia Tech? Uh, I followed a little bit, <laughs> and they um, it was interesting. So Friday night, they uh, they were down six nothing, I think, in the fifth inning, yep, um, and, and got rained out or postponed. Um, so they had to come back the next day and play two. Um, that's, that's gotta be like demoralizing though, to be down six, nothing. Then you have to like sit through a rain delay and then you're like, all right, well you have to come back tomorrow to finish getting your butt kicked Yeah, and then try to, and then try to like regroup and play two hours later. Yeah. You got to get um, that old uniform washed and then you got to put it back on and then you got to yeah. take it off and change again for game two. It's gotta be very demoralizing. It's, uh, not a good feeling. It's like last year, Florida was down like 19 to one to South Alabama in the seventh inning, eighth inning. And then we had a three hour rain delay. Mm. And it's just like, game's over. 
Like, we don't yeah. need to come back and get these last six outs. They're not scoring 18 runs in six innings. Well, not um, with that attitude. I don't believe they did, though. They did not. <laughs> they, yeah. they did not. Um, but it, it, on, on a positive note, you're probably as, you know, like the seniors or the juniors on that team are probably just enjoying, like, those last three hours with each other. It's like that's the last team that team that last time that team is ever going to be together, play a game together. And sure, the game's not going well. The season's about to end, but you got three hours to kick it in the clubhouse with no pressure. Like, hey, we already lost. Let's just enjoy the time we have together. We can't leave. We're we're, we're kind of stuck here. So, uh, on a bright note, uh, you get to spend time with with your brothers with your teammates, <laughs> uh, and then you had to go back out and finish that game. But um, Credit to credit to Tim Walton. Um, crazy stat that I looked up. That was Florida's 14th time they've been to a super regional, and just the second time that they weren't hosts. Oh wow! Um, so going out, going out on the road. Um, I don't know what the environment is like in Blacksburg. I hope to find out in two weeks for for a baseball super regional. Um, but that is a stadium I'd want to go to uh, for a football game. That uh, enter, enter Sandman. Is that they play under Sandman, right? Yeah, I know they do for football. I'm not sure if they for still football. do it for baseball and softball and everything else, but they definitely do it for football. Yeah, that that looks like an electric uh, like entrance to entrance. You got a, a ton of mountain people up in the Appalachians there. <laughs> yeah, mountain getting really, people getting <laughs> getting mountain really people. excited for some for some metal and some football. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't watch the tournament. I got to watch uh, a couple of uh, of innings, uh, but uh, you know, overall, did not watch the entrance. Don't know if they come in to enter Sandman. I think it's very different. You know, when the football team is running out of a tunnel compared to running out of the uh, the dugout onto a softball field. But you know, hopefully for the mountain people, Nick, they get to enjoy that. Uh, Are for- they not? Is that not in the Appalachian foothills? Well, I don't think it would be in the the foothills. No, I I I think the the Appalachian Mountains are a little bit more west, uh, but it might be definitely uh, in the mountains. I, I would need to I would need to pull up a quick map here, Nick of of Blacksburg, Virginia. Haven't been uh, one of the places uh, that I think would be cool to check out a college football game, but. Uh, no, I think it's like in the mountains. I don't know if it's in the the foothills uh, of the mountains, uh, See, right is, up there near wild. West Virginia. So this is I, I'm I get a bad rap. I say mountain people. Dan looks at me and talking to me like I'm crazy, and then he pulls up a map. He goes, "Oh yeah, it's in the mountains." No, I, I, know, I, 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 I know foothills and mountains. I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm vibing, bro. Um, Elaborate on foothills and, and mountains. What's the difference here? Foothills would be before, like leading into the mountains. Regardless, we could we could talk semantics of geography and uh, sure. topology later. But uh, the Gators do uh, advance. Uh, they were the number fourteen seed. Uh, Virginia Tech was the number three overall seed. Uh, like I said, twelve to nothing. Do get uh, they do run rule the Hokies mm-hmm. in five innings. It's the first time Virginia Tech has been run ruled since twenty twenty one. The Gators head to Oklahoma City. Uh, on fire. Uh, they won their regional, obviously go up to Virginia Tech, beat a strong Virginia Tech team that had their uh, their card or had their number in the first game uh, go off and uh, are advancing to the Women's College World Series for the 11th time. So uh, that would make them 11-3 and three in Super Regionals, which is incredible. 
Um, they're 23 and 11 all time uh, during the NCAA Super Regional round, um, and 99 and 48 all time uh, in the tournament. Uh, and they so- are in. Um, so the eight teams are Texas, UCLA, Northwestern, Oklahoma, Oregon State, Florida, Arizona, and Oklahoma State. Florida is the only SEC team uh, to it's make. Probably it, the first which- time in a long time. Yeah, the SEC. I mean, uh, I mean, Arkansas had a great year. Alabama uh, is a great team, one of the best teams in the country. Um, and Florida is in bracket two with Oregon State, Arizona, and Oklahoma State. I'm trying to pull up to see a couple other fun facts, Nick. While you're pulling that up, Gators yep. have outscored their opponents forty-seven to ten in the 2022 NCAA mm. tournament. Uh, Twelve runs that they scored are the most ever in program history in a super regional game. And the twelve-run win was the largest in Game Three of the super regional uh, for them. Um, ten or more hits in five out of the six NCAA tournaments played this year. Our tournament games played this year. Uh, and the 13 hits that they had uh, in game three were the most hits by the Gators in an NCAA Super Regional game. So truly an electric performance up there in Blacksburg. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, Florida, um, they'll be the third game of the day on June 2nd. They play at 7 p.m. That's on ESPN, open up against Oregon State. Uh, and then the winner of that will play the winner of Oklahoma State, Arizona on June 4th. The losers uh, will go to the elimination bracket, uh, and that game's on June 3rd at 9.30 p.m. ESPN 2. We'll definitely be cheering for the Lady Gators. In other news, uh, the Gators' um, number two tennis player, Ben Shelton, Mm-hmm. Um, who is the coach or, or the, the, the son of, um, of the Gators uh, basketball or basketball, sorry, tennis head coach, uh, won the NCAA uh, singles tournament this year. Uh, he was the number six overall seed, um, number two or second ranked player in the country, pardon me, uh, the number two tennis player on UF's um, roster this year he goes and loses the first set and then comes back and wins the next two sets six three six two and takes home uh, a national championship in singles uh, men's tennis so congratulations uh, to Ben Shelton he joins Mark Merklin Jeff Morrison and Sam Rafis, who won it last year as the only players in Florida's 90 year history to win the NCAA singles crown. So congratulations to Ben Shelton uh, and to his dad, UF men's tennis coach, Brian Shelton. So very dominating performance there. Um, In other Gator news, before we move on to football recruiting, uh, things of that nature, the Gators are in, uh, the final round of the NCAA, uh, or yeah, the NCAA final round tournament. They need to make uh, to continue on. They are in a fifteenth way tie. Or they are in a tie for fifteenth place. Geez, Dan, get it together today. Uh, <laughs> really had a strong back nine uh, to move, and they are currently playing now. So we will know a little bit more uh, later today how the Gators are going to do and whether they advance uh, to the finals of the NCAA championship. So 
Best of luck to them. Uh, we have the SEC tournament for uh, for track and field. Sorry, not the NCAA tournament. This is just a terrible episode for me. The NCAA tournament. Gators are sending fun. 25 folks to the outdoor tournament. The women are sending 16. The men are sending nine across six different events. So certainly best of luck to all of them. And that will happen this weekend in Bloomington, Indiana. You've been to Bloomington, Dan? I have a few times. Not yeah, a not a not a bad place be. to be. Really? Yeah, no, it's it's a, it reminds me a lot of Gainesville, uh, a lot of local just bars, and it, I mean it's a town completely run by the University of Indiana or Indiana University. Sorry, um, really a, a cool little town. It's a it's a great campus, a cool Greek life scene. Um, just a just a fun place to be. You know, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but again, you know, so is Gainesville, and that's what I think gives it its its little charm and everything else about it. Cool bar there called Kilroy's. That's uh, definitely a fun place to be. Uh, this might only interest me. Silk might be interested. What is the protocol? You being uh, in Greek life, mm -hmm. uh, what's the protocol when you go to another university? About like just dropping in, dropping in on, on the brothers at, in yeah. Indiana. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't do it. I mean, I, I would reach out. Right. I mean, this is, this is my thing. Obviously fraternities and sororities are, um, you know, you have a, a international group that you are a part of that you can connect to, you know, my fraternity has over a hundred thousand people. Right. So you can theoretically connect. It's obviously a different chapter at every campus, different people. Um, I don't like ascribe to the idea that you can just drop by, knock on the door and get like a tour of the house. I, you know, I think it's, it's a little bit different. Certainly some people feel that way. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, wh whenever I go to towns, you know, college towns, whatever, or when I used to, and is, you know, a bit younger, I tried to, you know, shy away from letting people know what fraternity I was in and, and things of that nature until I kind of knew what their, um, you know, reputation was or certainly making sure that, I wasn't doing anything stupid um, around campus. I would be connected back. Right. So uh, I don't know if there's a, a true protocol or not. Obviously the idea is that you could theoretically knock on the door and go visit, go ask for help, whatever you might need. But I don't know. Nick, it wasn't totally prepared for that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, your neurons haven't been firing. They haven't. No, today's, today's been rough. I, I can't read. I don't know what's going on. Um, let's see what else. Let's get into a quick uh, ad read for uh, Game Time Sidekicks. Go visit GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM at checkout for 10% off of your order. Best vacuum-sealed cups on the market right now. Whether it's University of Florida or about 450 other either licensed colleges, NFL, PA, uh, golf, uh, a bunch of other sports that you can go check out. Best drinkware on the market. Go visit them, or, uh, GameTimeSidekicks.com, promo code STADIUM. All right, so want to talk a little bit about football. We have a full roster now as the Gators have had most of their enrollees uh, on the campus um, that have – I think everybody has come onto campus now. Nick, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the Gators added Ricky Pearsall, Jordan Herman, and then a number of other uh, players. Arliss Boardingham, I know, came onto campus, and a number of the other uh, February signees are, are now on campus. Uh, Zach Albaverde had an article that he put out, uh, Nick, that said the Gators currently are at 83 scholarship 
players on campus, it seems like that number may be off. Uh, uh, but they, that's a number they, that they haven't at. gotten. The, um, they haven't gotten all of the uh, recruiting class in. So he's not saying that the that okay. they're at eighty three scholarships total. He's saying that they have eighty three on campus right now. Um, okay. Um, like Max Brown just got to campus, so he's he's including the guys that have gotten to campus, but they're not all um, here yet. Hmm. But there's they will be at ninety one <laughs> when when everyone arrives. So um, still got to figure out how to get down to eighty five before when, August. When do you think we'll start to see that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mm. thought we'd see it after spring. I think we all kind of expected, you know, maybe not a mass exodus, but I expected probably could, 10 could, guys could, to, to could, jump. Could this be a thing? And I, I've been thinking about that too. Like what's like probably Bama's like way of like juicing this whole thing up. Could could people pay like a, a student's uh, a tuition like NIL-wise? Sure. Yeah. Could they? Uh, is Isn't that, that, is that an is that, is that considered an inducement? In the, yeah, I was like, is that in the spirit of NIL? It's like, hey, know, uh, hey rules get bent, and the rules are gonna get bent, bent in this NIL thing. So I want to, like, I'm just asking if that's a thing that could possibly happen if you're over a place like Bam, if they want to load up on more five stars in the regular team, could they just like, you know, take on some salaries? <laughs> <laughs> I think they've already taken on salaries, theoretically, uh, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. You know who won't be taking salaries anytime soon is the University of Miami. Why they, would they, they be doing are, that, Dan? They are not able to afford salaries anymore. What a oh, no. what a terrible what a terrible first week of uh, did I, did I MSP recovery. Say what? I need my kicker to get his check. No, no, no your long, my long snapper, snapper, my long your, snapper, your your long snapper silk. I, I think we had a guy put his foot in his mouth. Uh, Politely declined the offer. Yeah. Mr. Ruiz let us know that he had signed, I believe even used the exact word, signed Marco Ortiz to an NIL deal. Marco Ortiz did not sign any NIL deal with John Ruiz. So who's the liar now, John? Who is the liar now? But tough week uh, for Miami. Their stock uh, at MSP Recovery was down 83% today amongst the worst performing stocks ever in their first week of trading uh, on the NASDAQ. So, um just something that we called weeks ago, months Boy, ago history, um, on this show. Uh, but no, so I don't think that you can theoretically pay. Um, I think that that would go back to the inducement uh, language. And I'm sure that that was something that the NCAA would go after. We haven't seen it yet, I guess, until somebody tries it. Uh, I guess theoretically I mean, it can happen. But You mean like paying happen. a – you mean like paying a basketball transfer eight hundred thousand dollars? Well, no. What I mean is like I don't think that you could pay in lieu of a player being on scholarship. I don't think you could go to Bryce Young, for instance, and say, "Hey, Bryce, we'll give you five hundred thousand dollars or whatever that number might be." You go off of scholarship, and then now we have one additional spot open. Theoretically, it would be it would be interesting. Um, I think you're on the right. I think you're correct there, Dan. Like that's not what NIL was supposed to be. Um, but I think Silk bringing it up. I think, yeah, mm -hmm. no, that is, I think that is something that will happen. It's like, Hey, um, we need to take your scholarship, but don't worry because right. you're going to do some podcasts, uh, 
the Chevy dealership in town needs you to do a commercial and we're going to get you the money that your scholarship was covering. I think you will get that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's, uh, I think we're working in some gray area and Billy Napier has said that like we're playing a game without rules. We're playing um, a game that if there are rules, the rules are changing or not being enforced. And it's like, all right, well, if the speed limit is 70, but there's no cops around, that seems like a suggestion. Mm -hmm. Now, if a, cop shows up and I'm doing 110, then uh, someone will write a story about me. I mean, I guess um, the, the bigger question is what is the NCA going to actually do right as punishment and what are they going to consider an inducement? What are they going to consider? Are, are they going to make a player ineligible? Are they going to make a donor ineligible? Or are they going to make a university ineligible? We don't know what the sanctions could potentially be. We don't know what they're going to go after. We don't know if they're going to go after anything, to be honest with you. We, we are in a position right now where it is completely gray. And the longer we go by, the grayer that area expands. Um, and I think the longer you let it expand, the harder it's going to be for the NCAA to actually sink their teeth into what's legal, what's not legal. Why did you choose to consider this a violation and not consider something else like paying a player $800,000 to transfer, not a, uh, a violation. Hmm. Speaking of NIL, so I want to get your thoughts. Billy Napier thinks NIL will be a slam dunk for the Gators. What do you think? We're about a year into it. Do you think it's been a slam dunk for the Gators? It thus has far? not been a slam dunk so far. Mm-hmm. Just keep it above. I think I don't think it's been bad, but he's just looking around the country. Uh people are getting outlandish, man. And I and I like it. I like how wild Jimbo uh in Texas AM is doing and, and Nick Saban is losing his wig and saying that they're buying classes. I mean, that's what this is about. Uh this is more booster control stuff that I mean fans been asking for boosters to drop bags to do that type of stuff in recruitment. Uh that's the opportunity for all that to happen. Um do I think we're, we're on the cusp of it getting better with you and the guys coming? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Probably takes a little bit more infrastructure. When you were already doing this stuff b- before it became NIL, then it's a little bit smoother. Uh, I think Texas and them been getting busy before NIL became a thing. I think Alabama, Georgia, they were getting busy before this became a thing. I don't think Georgia got it figured out either. Um, they don't have to. <laughs> They've been doing NIL before NIL. So <laughs> uh, there ain't no rest to figure it out legally. Um but I think people have we got a new we got a new regime in, uh, and then he's also trying to set up the infrastructure and get the booster back in the fold with this type of stuff. So um, I do think it's going to be insane once they get it all up and going. But right you, now, it's a little iffy. I'm a little skeptical too. I'm gonna keep it a bum. I'm a little skeptical. I don't know, man. I don't know how invested like everybody is around here as far as nil. Um, Hugh and the guys bring some optimism, but I just don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Don't feel it. I think that there's. I think I, I maintain the same take that I had a year ago. Um, is that I don't know how much money individuals are going to throw at players until there's an opportunity for them to figure out what their ROI is. I've learned a lot of things about rich people is that they may spend frivolously on some things, but it's not forever. And a lot of them are going to want something back in return. Um, You know, they may be a part of the first, you know, throwing around a couple million dollars, but I don't think the days of 
um, you know, millionaires and billionaires just throwing around 10, right. 20, 30 million dollars a year and getting nothing theoretically in return is, right. is going to be something that's sustainable. I do wish the NCAA allowed schools to be a little bit more involved in setting some of these things up and really trying to create some actual structure around this. I, I think that uh, it's so disconnected from the university uh, that I think that we lose a lot there. I think that we lose some, I don't want to say legitimacy necessarily, but I do think that there is a a big, there's a lot of trepidation between a lot of your big boosters that are wondering how they can continue to support the school and support the athletes and whether they choose to do one or the other. And I think that they're still choosing to give back to university before they give back to players and I want to see that flipped. I just don't know if we're ever going to see that as long as it's kind of kept at this very arm's length distance from one another. Hmm. No doubt. I mean, I'd be curious to see where where money's gone recently, right? Over the last year. I mean, these guys, some of these guys are getting paid. I'm not saying that we're not doing nothing yeah. at all. I think we're doing a decent job. It's doing okay, but I don't think we're doing nothing to let to, to for us to close the gap to Georgia, Alabama, Texas, and them the talent they're bringing in with all these crazy NIL announcements. I just Have don't see s- that type of uh, energy from us. I mean, are you surprised? I mean, we we've heard some deals, right? Like there's the Tennessee deal. We've seen some deals. You know, I know Nick Saban was talking about Bryce Young getting over a million dollars last year. I'm sure there's players that are getting paid a lot. Are you surprised? Are, are you surprised at the dollar numbers that you've heard maybe not being as high as you maybe we thought they would be a year ago? I mean, I don't hear a lot of million-dollar players. I don't hear a lot of six-figure players. I think that there's a lot of – I think that there's a few that are piecemealing together some six-figure deals, but I don't think that there's a ton of yeah, players getting six-figure deals. Yeah, I agree. I think the guys that – uh, the, the bigger deals like that are, are going to come with uh, success. Right. Uh, winning some games, going on a Heisman run, uh, highlight type seasons, you know, uh, that those guys that are making those type of money, that that type of money, uh, uh, gonna have to have some success. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're gonna get guys that are number one recruits at, at the quarterback position, like Arch Manning. This is from a branding standpoint, uh, they got a ton of followers, and it makes sense to give those guys mm-hmm. a long check because you're thinking like the relationship may take them to the NFL. Um, so I do see like. Some of these young boys are going to get it, especially at the quarterback position coming out mm-hmm. of high school. Um, but the majority of these guys are going to have to make their buck uh, playing ball, winning games, actually making things happen on the field. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to, to watching out for is when does the first you know kid maybe sign with Nike or Adidas or Gatorade or a big program or a big brand like that right or right. or when do you see the first you know multi-million dollar deal you know i know that there's been a lot of rumors about tennessee and and their quarterback being eight million dollars i don't know if that's totally true there's a lot of you know speculation that that is is not exactly you know 100 correct but i'd be i'd be definitely interested to you see where hide, we go. you cannot have an 18 year old eight million dollars so no that's how i know none of them really got it yet then not like that like not like they said i know <laughs> yeah when an 18-year-old get $8 million, I wouldn't know it. What kind of reckless behavior would you see on social media if you gave 18-year-old Silk Oh, million man, I'm buying tigers. Do you know what you could do in Knoxville? <laughs> yeah, bro, I swear I'm buying a tiger. Like, as soon as I get the check. I'm 18, baby. What? Uh, 
Young you Mike know how Tyson. far eight I'm taking it back to the hood, Nick. They want to fight. They want to fight. They pit bulls. I got a tiger, baby. <laughs> you're, 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 show, you're showing up. You're showing up to the dog fight with the tiger. You're like, absolutely, right, absolutely. I'm 18. Hey, I don't know. This is 18. Also, Corey, bro. I, I only spent 200,000 on the tiger, so I got all <laughs> kinds of money to now gamble on my tiger at the dog. Right, 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 right. How much does a tiger cost? Double up. Good investment. How much does a tiger cost? We just sent Dan off uh, on the black market to find tiger prices. Oh, bigcatrescue.org. Let's see. Is this oh, uh, no, Carol Baskin? Yeah, I ain't going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's see. Um, all right. $900 for a bobcat. $7,500 for a tiger. I a few could buy a whole oh, herd $7,500 I might start breeding bobcats. I'll start sending them things in the hood, man. <laughs> An ocelot is what's going to set you back the most at fifteen thousand. What's that? An, An ocelot. Uh, it doesn't matter, Silk. You got eight million. You got you got, got eight million. I, I start a zoo. <laughs> Ask me what I do, Nick. <laughs> None of these boys are touching that type of money, man. You, yeah. you know it when they touch it. They are touching some money. Uh, you, right. see, you saw Anthony Richardson's jewelry yeah. in the pictures, and you can oh, see guys, in, guys when he's getting pulled whole over new, in a yeah, whole yeah, new yeah. mouth. I don't know, man. Is, is was, Paul Wall still around? I think, I think that's that still a thing. Me, but it was suspect. <laughs> Paul Wall still a thing. Uh, Paul Wall lost weight, man. He got off the lean. He's a vegan. Shout out to the vegan boys, man. Shout out to Paul Wall. He's so shape. I saw a photo. Fat Joe was here in Tampa performing at a place called WTR uh, Water um, on, on Saturday. He's lost a lot of weight, too. He's like a relatively thin Joe now. For Joe. For Joe. Yeah. yeah. He's still, still husky, but. Yeah, you still ask me because I seen him uh, in person recently. Like, well, like about two years ago, but it was doing the weight loss thing. I was like, dang, he lost weight? Still, <laughs> still a really big dude, man. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, Gators, uh, let's talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, last week on this show, uh, Nick was adamant that the Gators were just a hat on the table for mm-hmm. Jalen Rashada. Uh does the five-star quarterback out of Pittsburgh, California, uh, is originally supposed to arrive on Wednesday. Uh, his flight gets – or he misses his flight, uh, purportedly. Uh, does make it to Gainesville. Uh, sticks around for a couple of days. Uh, and word on the street uh, is that Florida's in the top two with Oregon. That's the, so, that's, the, that's the word. That's the word on the street. So, um, Corey, thoughts? We got a, we got a, a commitment date and not not too long. Yeah, I think we, the double back goes down, right? So they got he he came and visit uh, allegedly on his own buck. You know that's very impressive. Came in a little late. Nick got a little giddy. Uh, the own three people were uh, kind of buying the smoke, and then he pulled up the next day. And I like everything I heard from the kid. Um, shout out to my man Corey. Corey hit me up and gave me a little bit. A, a one-on-one action and, and, and let me know that, yo, nah, because I guess he heard roll-up. He said, nah, the dude, dad played at ASU. So uh, he's been around, Billy. It's a, it's, a, it's a relationship there, man. And, and as we know, recruiting comes down to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, haven't offered, we haven't offered any new quarterbacks. I've been saying that. I thought that, like, they've been standing strong with what their board is, whether we would agree or not. Uh, the traction they've been getting, we all been like, yo, where's the traction with the quarterback position? Uh, here's the traction right here. We'll see where we at. If he doubled back before uh, this decision date, which is his dad's birthday, I feel real good. We get two visits right before then, man. We got three statues out front. 
They're all quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I he I had to see AR grill in, in, in the chain. <laughs> I think that you make a very astute observation, Corey. You know, Florida hasn't offered a lot of new quarterbacks. It uh, doesn't seem like a lot of offers are going out right now in general. You'll hear, you know, occasionally about a new offer going out. And I think this goes back to the point that we were talking about last week is, you know, where's Florida at from a recruiting perspective is they haven't gotten a bunch of commits just yet, but they're not losing any of those commits. And I think that if you follow the offers, you'll see that Florida feels like they're confident in a number of different positions, whether it's at, you know, wide receiver, whether it's at running back, whether it's at quarterback, you know, a lot of these positions where you're like, when are these guys going to commit? You're not seeing a lot of plan B or plan C guys uh, starting to announce offers yet. So I think that Florida sits in a, in a pretty good position right now. Well, Nick, um, I think I think the big thing. Well, one, like you said, allegedly uh, flying cross country on your own dime, impressive. Um, I think the big thing next is getting an official visit because that 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 time is coming up um, pretty quickly. He's committing. I think it's his father's birthday yeah. um, that he's committing on. Um, so that time is coming up. I, I, if Corey Bender is saying something, I, I believe it. Um, so if if he says Florida, he, says the top two, today. he, he didn't say we were landing it. I won't like, I won't lead the people astray. He didn't say we were landing it. Uh huh. He said, he said up there with Oregon, and that would be uh the second time in about a month Oregon loses a uh, commitment You're catching to these hands, man. <laughs> um, I think, I think Florida will be in great, a great spot if he comes back for that official. If you can get get him to come across uh, the country twice um, mm-hmm. in a short time period um, to check y'all out. I think you're in a good spot. And also as much as I said, you know, like Florida is not a great destination for like a transfer, a transfer portal quarterback. Uh, like I think Jack Miller probably came to Florida thinking, ah, Anthony Richardson, he's been hurt a bunch. Emory Jones, I can beat that guy out. And then like spent all spring watching Anthony play. and was like, I've made a terrible mistake. Should have gone back home to ASU. Um, I think Florida is a great destination for a freshman quarterback coming in. Like AR, max two years. Max two years. Could play himself into the draft this year. So if I'm a freshman, um, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, I I can come in. I can play. Maybe sit one year. Um, I can play right away. Yeah, I, I think no matter what, Florida's in a good spot for any quarterback. Um, Anthony Richardson is, like you said, Nick, at most two years. Uh, I don't even know if he'll be here for two years if he has a good year this year. Um, obviously, Jaden Rashada would be a, a great get for the Gators, but I, I still maintain Florida needs another quarterback. Uh, I'm not 100% sold that what they have is is the future at that position but whether they're on campus right now, well, I guess every quarterback's on campus right now. So um, I, I just, I don't know, you know, where Florida goes from a quarterback perspective, if they're not able to get a guy like, you know, Jane Rashada, um, because Florida's going to be struggling at the, at the quarterback position, whether it's next year or the year after. Uh, I'm very worried about Florida's future quarterback. Another thing that I like, uh, Mark Willie had a clip of uh, uh, Rashada, and uh, he spoke about uh, NIL. He asked him how, how important was NIL in his recruitment. Uh, and, and he said, 
you know, I like the answer he said, especially coming from a quarterback position, that the most important check is the NFL check. Uh, mm-hmm. So he wasn't, you know, he's a quarterback. He'll get NIL wherever he goes. The most important thing is the tutelage and his head coach being a, a quarterback-driven coach. Um, and that's what we, we're in that, in that seat a little bit. So I did like that, what I heard from him. Yeah, that is interesting, though, with Florida and Oregon being the top two. You know, obviously Billy Napier was a, an offensive coordinator himself, you know, but probably not known as a quarterback guru. Right. Um, Dan Lanning at Georgia as their head coach as a defensive coordinator. Obviously, they go and grab Kenny Dillingham from, from Florida State as their offensive coordinator, not necessarily known as a quarterback guru either. So, um, you know, probably looking at the, the total package, you know, I don't know a ton about Oregon's roster right now. I know that Mario Cristobal left it in shambles, but um, <laughs> they are in a position, you know, obviously with Florida where they're going to need a, a quarterback of the future. So we'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what does happen. He is going to commit in about three weeks on June 18th, uh, said a few days ago that he may announce today who's going to get those two or three official visits. But you're you're running up against a uh, a, a, a time uh, stoppage here, and I don't know if he'll take visits after or whatnot. But uh, you know, certainly Florida's looking to get that that quarterback commit in soon, and it doesn't seem like they have a lot of options because I don't know where they go from here if they don't get him. And, oh. and I think I think just looking at him and, and watching his highlights, watching his film, um, I, I honestly think Malachi Nelson, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in this class ahead of Arch Manning. Um, and then, like, I think Nico and, and, and Jaden are probably, for me, like, 2A, 2B. Hmm. I ain't mad at that tape. And, I, I mean, I don't know if Arch Manning is the number one player in the country if he has a different last name. I don't think he is. I mean, I think that you've hyped him up so long, right? I mean, I've heard Arch Manning's name since he was in, like, seventh grade. Right, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that he's already going to college, uh, or that he is going to go to college because I thought that that day would never end, uh, or I'd have to hear his name every day. Uh, but uh, but it's fine, finally here, finally here. Um, let's see. The Gators are also uh, going to be uh, getting a visit, um, and let me just grab. Let me just grab his name real quick. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit alumnihall.com. Go click on the UF section. Go use the promo code SG20 for 20% off of your order. Um, And best, best selection of Gators apparel that's out there from hats to shirts to golf uh, driver cut tops to baby clothes to towels to chairs to whatever you might need. Go visit alumnihall.com and use promo code SG20 at checkout. Um, the Gators are uh, targeting um, a Tennessee. Uh, transfer at the defensive tackle position or defensive lineman. Daryl Middleton is going to be visiting the University of Florida on Thursday. Six foot seven, 305 pounds, would be a graduate transfer. No offer on the table, uh, but will be visiting Florida. Also is going to be visiting West Virginia. Uh, four-star recruit out of high school. He went to community college uh, in East Mississippi in 2017 and 2018 before transferring to Tennessee. 
Uh, he played uh, in all 13 games in 2019, then transferred uh, to West Virginia, uh, and then um, was off of the team. So now back in the uh, the transfer portal, but former uh, Tennessee graduate and West Virginia player uh, will be visiting UF. Uh, also has interest from Jackson State, Tennessee State, uh, Texas Tech. Uh, certainly a guy that uh, Florida is looking at just almost simply because of the lack of depth at the position. So again, no offer, but a guy that will be visiting UF on Thursday. Uh, Silk Nick, any thoughts on either one uh, or on uh, Daryl Middleton? What do you got, Silk? My bad. I'm trying to get Carl real, real quick. Uh, get your takeoff real quick, nigga. I'm trying to get Carl on this on this thing. One second. Um, not don't I don't really have I don't really have recruiting takes, Dan. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I get I'm it. I'm a little gun shy after my, my take from last week, which which seemed to explode in my face. And yeah. I'm now backtracking on. No, for sure. I don't know if the I don't know if he will get an offer. Obviously, an odd situation. Um, I had forgotten that he had transferred to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was was off of the team halfway through the season. So again, don't know if he's gonna get an offer. Obviously, if it's Jackson State, Tennessee State, um, Texas Tech. You know, is he a guy that that Florida is going to go after? I don't know. Obviously, they're they're letting him take a visit, uh, right. so there's at least some interest. You know, Florida obviously is in desperate need of of help at the defensive tackle position. So again, I don't know if he's a guy that Florida will take or will not take. Uh, but again, just an interesting name and some name to watch out for because that news came out today. It'll be interesting. Um, like you said, no offer yet. Um, but you missed on Daryl Jackson. You missed on Jermaine Lowell. Yep. I think is that name. Um, this is a big, and, huge, huge need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you need – you don't need an all-SEC player. You need some bodies down there, I think, right, right. now. Um, and, and Middleton – Large, large human right. <laughs> at six foot three, six seven, three hundred. Um, only one year of eligibility left. Um, you know, taking it unofficial. I think he is. You said Thursday, right, Dan? Yeah. Um, we got what name is that? I'm sorry, Daryl, Daryl Middleton. Oh, that one's new to me. I didn't know about that one. Hmm. Well, he'll be he a redshirt senior. Um, he had, like Dan said, he was at East Mississippi Community College, then Tennessee and West Virginia. But I, I don't really – I need to figure out what what was the story. Do we don't know what the story was, why transferred to West Virginia and, like, wasn't on the team at some point? I think he the transferred year? because he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Right? That's um, usually a lot the of stops. A lot of stops. That's usually, uh, that's usually community College, Tennessee, West Virginia – Kind of been all over the place, but might get an opportunity at Florida just literally just because um, <laughs> they need bodies. We need to check in with uh, Big Desmond. Wait this summer too, man. See what his shape looking like. A little motivation. Mm. We're gonna need yeah. him this fall. Reading up on him, Nick. Um, in 2020, played nine games, started six. 
15 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, one sack. Transferred to West Virginia, played just three games before leaving and re-entering the transfer portal. Um, obviously a, a guy that uh, may benefited, may have been benefited by just waiting a while to take visits where, you know, a school may have missed out on their number one, number two, number three targets and be able to grab a guy like him. Um, you know, obviously has been around for a while, you know, is what got to be 23 years old now. Uh, if Florida needs a body, I don't know what they're going to do. They, they don't have a lot of depth or experience there. I think that you have good some some good potential production there, but I don't think that you have a lot of proven uh, depth beyond just you know I guess Desmond uh, Gervon and you know some other you know hopeful defensive tackles that'll step up, but but Florida is definitely nah, lacking. What's his name? Jalen Lee. What's yeah, yeah, Jalen right Lee. Yeah, he's looking all right. He's coming on. He's coming on um, again, but but not proven. Hasn't done a ton. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. There's know, some potential his, there. Let's see who else Florida has. Um, defensive tackle. Sorry, that's an an area where I'm forgetting some names. I'm sure. Um. Yeah, I mean Chris McClellan's a defensive end, right? Um, Big Gerv's your defensive tackle. You know, Jalen Humphrey's a guy that we haven't heard much about in his, you know, few years that he's been at Florida. Um, I mean, outside of that, you don't really have much. I mean, unless a guy, you know, Jalen Lee, obviously you mentioned Chris Thomas, you know, redshirt freshman. Um, but again, you know, not a lot of not a lot of depth there. Those are names that you don't want to hear as being your your number three and number four guy, probably. Or even your number two guy. I don't. I don't know. Right. Let's go to Carl. We got Carl hey, coming up. I don't know, man. Carl's having some technical difficulties or something. I don't know what he yeah. got going on, but it is also Memorial Day, man. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, so, we can get him on in the future. Next week, we've got Scott Strickland. Um, super excited about that. That will be our three. That will be our three-year anniversary of Stadium and Gale. So we appreciate everybody for one. listening in over the last three years super excited to have him we also have another guest that we're going to wait until next week to announce because uh, he's got some big news about one of your favorite restaurants in Gainesville so he'll be joining us uh, to break some news for the pod next week um, you know, we've got a, a big third week maybe we can do callers maybe we can do something uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be looking out their windows wondering where the owl that's that's following them right now <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little but, Wayne Owl, man. Same corner, same time. They know the vibes. They do. Uh, so, why don't you get us a Manscaped ad read, Nick? I think you have Song of the Week, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I shouldn't have to do this ad read, man. Y'all should have the ball to yield on deck. I should just be doing one more 4.0. That's it. Uh, because we're in the middle of summer at this point. Um, not middle, but... At the beginning, but it feels like the middle. Yeah, the Woo! sun showed up for its job. Uh, the sun is doing what it's supposed to do, man. Uh, be sure to visit... Uh, Manscaped.com. Uh, use coupon code SG20 for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, get that lawnmower 4.0. Get all shaved up and trimmed up, man. Don't go out to the beach letting the bush hang out the bottom of those man hoochie pants, man. You got some hoochie shorts then? You wearing the man hoochie shorts? Above knee is what they, the streets, the kids are calling them. Yeah, hoochie, yeah, yeah. Get the uh, nice, nice seven-inch length shorts. Got to shave. 
You got. You got to get the man. I'm glad you said shorts. <laughs> clear, clear. <laughs> the manscape read goes south, sideways, <laughs> south. Coupon code. That would be. That would be nice. That would be. That's a dream. So, a dream, baby. <laughs> SG20 for 20% off, man. Uh, Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, Weed Whacker. All hair needs to go, man. You cannot be Harry Larry in 2022, man. You got to be, you know, uh, groom yourself. Take care of yourself, man. And take care of those family jewels with some ball, ball deodorant and a lawnmower 4.0. If not, man. Harry, you stick Harry to your Larry. Leg, man. Huh? Harry, Harry Larry. Larry. Harry Larry. Can't be a Harry Larry. Nick, what do we got for song of the week? It's your your pick, right? So uh, I think I, you had it last week, right? I have no idea. I'm on, I'm on I don't 32 know. podcasts. Ooh. <laughs> um well, well, you you, you, you've already handed it to me. You can't you can't take that back now. What you got? No, somebody had an album drop and you picked I'll get it next week. You got some heat? I, I don't know if it's heat, but I've been I don't know how it came up on like my Instagram reels. And then I clicked on it one time and now it's like, I can't escape this song. Mm. It's in your algorithms. Uh, it's, I, I, it's heavy in the algorithm. Um, it is a sea shanty. The song is called Wellerman by Nathan Evans. Definitely the first time I heard this. It, it's definitely it, the first uh, time I'll hear this too. It is. It's you're gonna you're gonna be like, what the heck is is going on? What did Nick pick? And then at some point, you're gonna just start bobbing to it, way out there, out in left field. Um, Wellerman, Nathan Evans, Nathan Evans, Wellerman, Wellerman. like Wellerman, W E L L E R M A N, Wellerman. I wonder what's a Wellerman. What's a Wellerman, Nick? You gotta listen to the song. I told you it's a sea shanty, so you can start putting some context clues together. TikTok sea shanty. Is this like a dance on TikTok you saw? I'm I, I don't have TikTok. Uh it was on Instagram Reels, which I think is like the same thing. Oh wow, there's apparently a New Zealand sea ballad from the 1860s about the Wellerman. Sometimes you just learn things that you just never thought you, know, you end the show. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done learning today. And no, then no, Nick, never. It does uh, Wellerman. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to looking, learning a little bit about some New Zealand uh, sea shanties. Maybe learn a TikTok dance that you can I'm show excited to kick with Scott next week, man. I'm trying to kick with Scott. That's Big J journalist Corey Knowles with the Florida Athletic Director. Know what I'm saying? Bye. again. Boys, we'll see you same corner, same time next week. Already. I'll do better next week. Let's Let's rock out, boys. There once was a ship that put to sea The name of the ship was a bully of tea The winds blew up her bird up down Oh below my bully boys blow <gasps> Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tongue is done We'll take our leave and go She'd not been two weeks from shore When down on her a right whale bore The captain called all hands and swore He'd take that whale in tow <gasps> Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tongue is done We'll take our leave and go da 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 
before the boat had hit the water The whale sail came up and caught her hands to the side Harpened and fought her when she dived down low Soon may the willow man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done we'll take our leave and go no line was cut, no will was freed The captain's mind was not of greed And he belonged to the whaleman's creed She took that ship in tow <gasps> Soon may the whaleman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go da 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 for forty days or even more The lane went slack and tight once more All boats were lost, there were only four But still that will did go <gasps> Soon may the willowman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take a leave and go as far as I've heard, the fight's still on The line's not cut and the whale's not gone The willow man makes his regular call To encourage the captain, crew and all Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go